you beautiful bastards. Hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. I missed you guys over this little holiday weekend. But with that said, strap in, hit that like button, and let's just jump into it. And the first thing we're gonna talk about today, and I know this is gonna be kind of a polarizing hot take, but I feel like someone on the internet has to say this. Racism is bad. Finally, someone said it. No, but the, the reason we are talking about racism and accusations of racism today is thanks to a story out of Mississippi. So there's this couple in Mississippi that wants to and is getting married. And with a wedding, of course, there's a lot of planning, a lot of coordinating, a lot of moving pieces. And one of those pieces in this instance was the wedding venue. Reportedly, the couple had been coordinating with Boone's Camp Event Hall, but then all of a sudden it was canceled. And so following this, reportedly, the sister of the groom drove to the event hall to find out why. And while there, she filmed a woman identified as the event hall's owner, and this happened. First of all, we don't do gay weddings or mixed race. Okay, so because why Because of our Christian race. I mean, our Christian belief. Okay, we're Christians as well, so yes, what, what in the Bible tells you that? Well, I don't want to argue my faith. No, that's fine. We that's just, fine. Yeah, we just, we just don't participate. Okay. We just choose not to. Okay, so that's your Christian belief, right? Yes, okay. So because the groom was black and the bride was white, that's why they were no longer welcome. Now, following this clip going up, of course, there was a massive negative reaction to it. People saying that this is disgusting, that the owner is a hateful racist. And following this, eventually we saw the venue removing their Facebook page and the owner issuing an apology, saying to all those offended, hurt, or felt condemned by my statement, I truly apologize to you for my ignorance and not knowing the truth about this. My intent was never of racism, but to stand firm on what I assumed was right concerning merit. And reportedly, in this now deleted apology, she wrote that she had stood firm on my Christian faith, not knowing that biracial relations were never mentioned in the Bible. As my Bible reads, there are two requirements for marriage and race has nothing to do with either. And here's the thing, I wanna support and cheer and applaud personal growth, but it's hard for me to cheer on when, when this apology feels very much like if the Bible said I could discriminate against uh, a person, two people of different colors marrying, I would. Right, because that just shines a light on the reality that she was living. She thought that the Bible said different colors, no. And she was like, yep. That sounds about white. And I think also on the other side of this, what's unfortunate is a lot of people are gonna kind of point to this and go like, yes, look, all religious people. When in my experience, that's nowhere near the case. I feel like most of the religious people I know are like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible. I'm gonna stick with the love thy neighbor, don't kill, don't be a shitty human being parts. I kinda wanna make that point because whenever we cover topics like this, there are, there are people that are like, oh, you're anti-religion. No, I genuinely believe that the vast majority of religious people are, are very fine, fantastic people. But if you use religion as a way to justify your bigotry, fuck you. That is ultimately where I stand. But you know, that's the, the story, a little bit of my personal takeaway. And of course, I pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts on this story? Then in quickie internet news, it is official. Previously, it had been reported that the massive online creators that are KSI and Logan Paul, they would be having a rematch. This after their just massively, massively successful first event in the UK. But we had not really seen a public confirmation from either two. But today, not only did they confirm that it is happening November 9th at the Staples Center, this time it will technically be a pro fight. And the reason that matters is that this time there will be no head guards, which one, changes the game for the two men that will be inside that ring. And two, 
seemingly incentivize all the people that want to see one or the other, or maybe both, get really messed up. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, personally, I'm pumped for it. I think that the, the first one was especially entertaining. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens from here, the builds up the actual event. But I guess a question to those that watched the first one, who do you think's got it this time? Then, as some of you may be aware, the chicken wars are upon us. The fast food chain Popeyes recently launched a chicken sandwich. There have been all these articles and people saying that it's actually better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. In my opinion, not enough people putting respect on the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich, but that is not what this is about today. Since this has blown up, so many people have been going to Popeyes. We've seen videos of just people stuck in lines. We've seen people frustrated and angry because Popeyes is sold out of the sandwiches because there is so much attention on it. But this story does not end with some blue check marks on Twitter complaining about Popeyes. Instead, according to the Houston Chronicle, police say a man at a Popeyes in Houston pulled a gun after the fast food restaurant ran out of chicken sandwiches. With Houston Police Lieutenant Larry Croson saying, when the manager told them they were out, one of the males became upset and pulled a pistol and demanded a chicken sandwich. The manager again informed them that they were out of sandwiches. Which, according to Croson, the group then left without any conflict and no one was injured. Although, reportedly, the authorities are trying to identify the suspect now. And I think there's a few points to this story. One, don't do this. Two, there's always that idiot that takes something too far. And three, don't be stupid. Stupid, as Andy Paris wrote on Twitter. Remember, they don't serve Popeye's chicken sandwiches in jail. And man, I don't think you want to be the guy in jail for the chicken sandwich robbery. By the way, the failed chicken sandwich robbery. Seems like that's a guaranteed bad time. And then let's talk about updates out of Hong Kong. If you haven't seen our previous coverage, we are now in the third month of protests. Protests that, of course, started over that extradition bill that would allow people from Hong Kong to be brought to mainland China for trial. But also since then, it has evolved into a much larger pro democracy democracy movement continuing even after the bill was suspended. Right, and through our previous coverage, we've seen protesters storming government buildings, smashing glass doors and windows, defacing portraits, spray painting walls. We've seen police firing tear gas and rubber bullets at protesters, other people attacking pro-democracy protesters in subways, roads blocked, mass flight cancellation, trains being shut down. We've also seen China stepping up their efforts by mobilizing paramilitary troops to the border of Hong Kong. But still, we've seen protesters taking to the streets. And on Saturday, we saw that continue with thousands of people marching after ignoring a police ban on several neighborhoods. And in the midst of all that, we did see some fighting with riot police and throwing things like rocks and bricks at the government headquarters. We also saw some photos of protesters throwing firebombs, also reports of fires. Police reportedly meeting those protesters with pepper spray, tear gas, water cannons. Also clashes in the subway system led to it being shut down over large areas of the city. And while Hong Kong authorities had previously rejected claims of terrorism in the city, despite mainland China saying that the protesters showed, quote, signs of terrorism, yesterday, Hong Kong Secretary of Security, John Lee said, quote, the extent of violence, danger, and destruction have reached very serious conditions. Radical people have escalated their violent and illegal acts, showing elements of terror. The next day, several subway stations were still closed for most of the day. Protesters also demonstrating, though, outside of the airport, stifling traffic. This reportedly leading to some travelers having to walk to the airport. Also, over the weekend, we saw almost 160 people arrested. Notably there, that includes a 13-year-old boy who was arrested for having two gas bombs. Yesterday, we also saw riot police in full uniform, which is actually rare because they weren't responding to active protests at the time. So seemingly was this kind of show of force, although a lot of students did skip their first day of classes to participate in more peaceful demonstrations. But also, there is more to the story than what's happening in the streets. It's what's happening behind closed doors. Because yesterday, Reuters released an audio file of Lamb saying that she would resign if she could. But for a chief executive to have caused this huge havoc to Hong Kong is unforgivable. It's just unforgivable. If I have a choice, the first thing is to quit 
having made a deep apology. Reuters also saying three people in the room with Lamb at the time confirmed that she had made that statement. In a leaked audio, Lamb also says that China doesn't plan to deploy its army into Hong Kong and neither she nor China have any deadline to end the protests, which she said she still expects to continue into October 1st, which is a notable date. That'll be the 70th anniversary of the founding of the People's Republic of China. She also notes that her power is very limited as the mainland fights a trade war with the United States. Now, following this, you had a lot of people saying, okay, so is Lamb about to resign? Is she thinking about resigning? And this morning, she responded to those questions saying no. In her weekly press conference, Lamb confirms that the leaks were real, and while talking to reporters, she says she's not even considering the idea of resigning. I have never, I have never tendered a resignation to the central people's government. I have not even contemplated to discuss a resignation with the central people's government. The choice of not resigning is my own choice. Lamb then attempting to clarify her comments from the leaked audio, saying she was giving an example of what would be an easy way out, then saying she would not take that route and saying she has repeatedly told herself she needs to stay on as chief executive to help Hong Kong. But yeah, ultimately that is where we are with the situation there. We are seeing reports that China has also said that it won't rule out declaring a state of emergency if the protests do continue. Also currently, according to reports, they are considering banning protesters from wearing masks and punishing teachers who encourage students to protest. But that's where we are now and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the protests, Lamb and China from here. And then finally, let's talk about that horrible shooting in Texas that happened on Saturday and all the details that are starting to emerge. As you may or may not have seen, seven people have died and over 20 more were injured when a gunman shot people in both Midland and Odessa, Texas. And this, of course, coming just weeks after that shooting in El Paso that killed 22 people. And according to reports, the gunman had been fired from his job earlier in the day. It also made calls to the FBI and 911 complaining about his job but making no threats. And it's being reported that this shooting spree started when he was pulled over by the Texas Department of Public Safety for a traffic stop. He then reportedly shot the trooper through the rear view window, then going on a rampage. He shot and killed a US Postal Service worker, then using their van as the spree continued. Ultimately, the police did confirm that they killed the suspect, but right now there's no clear motive behind the attacks. Authorities have also said that he used an AR style weapon, but it is unclear how he got it because he had previously failed a background check in the state of Texas. And following this shooting, we saw a number of different reactions to the tragedy. Some noting that the shooting actually happened a day before looser gun laws in Texas went into effect, which allow for licensed gun owners to have their guns in a locked car on school grounds, allow for more armed marshals in schools and clarify that licensed gun owners can bring their weapons into places of worship. That, among other things. And on Sunday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott defended those laws when a reporter asked about them, saying some of these laws were enacted to make our communities safer. And others have noted that this specific law would not have affected someone getting a gun that they legally should not have been able to get. Also, another response that got a lot of traction was from former Texas representative and current presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke. Before details came to light, he shared this video that ended up going viral. Not sure how many gunmen, not sure how many people have been shot, don't know how many people have been killed, the condition of those who have survived, don't know what the motivation is, do not yet know the firearms that were used or how they acquired them. But we do know this is fucked up. He also addressed his use of harsh language saying, profanity is not the F-bomb. What is profane is a 17-month-old baby being shot in the face. And there he's referencing one of the victims who was injured, a 17-month-old who had to undergo surgery after a bullet fragment hit her face during the attack. O'Rourke also came out and publicly supported buybacks for these kinds of weapons. Also of note, I had a lot of people sending me this. The Odessa police chief, Michael Gurk, he spoke at a press conference about the shooting. And there he said this about his choice to not publicly name the shooter. You'll notice that I'm not naming this subject. And there's a reason for that. I refused to. I'm not going to give him any notoriety for what he did. We'll provide that information to you, but 
not in this public stage. We also saw Democratic candidate Andrew Yang tweet, I know it would be difficult to implement and is contrary to human nature, but I think we ought to explore not publicizing the identities or motivations of mass shooters. Would discourage those seeking notoriety or to spread twisted beliefs. Which I will say I agree and disagree there. One, and I know this is the reason why so many people were messaging me, uh, this has been a long-standing policy for the show to not name or show the killers. But also, two, I believe that is different than not going into the motive. As long as you cover it properly and carefully, understanding motive, I mean, it, it casts a big spotlight on a, a problem that we might have in our country. And I don't think any one place is going to do it perfect 100% of the time, but I, I think that there is this fine line between no notoriety and us kind of just sticking our heads in the sand and not addressing the, the real problems we have. But the overall main thing is, I, I will say, it, it's nice to see politicians as well as the authorities kind of having this mindset. And I think more news outlets need to follow suit. But ultimately, where I want to end this story, whenever we talk about these tragic stories, I, I want to shine a light on the positive, wherever it can be found. Here we saw reports that students from Odessa High School and Permian High School came together on Monday night in hopes we're trying to find a way to help the victims. They led a prayer circle and then decided to create fundraising events to raise money for victims and their families, as well as other events to give families food from local businesses. And one of the reasons this specific story is interesting and it's been a standout is that these high schools are famous rivals. Right? Actually, the rivalry in the show Friday Night Lights is actually based in part off of the rivalry of these schools. With one former student describing it, saying, the Odessa-Permian rivalry is something crazy. You don't get along, but everyone's together. We've also seen a number of GoFundMe set up for the victims. And among those, over $213,000 has been raised for that 17-month-old that was shot. Also, if you're somewhat close, the city of Odessa is taking food donations, and while they have reached the capacity for perishable food items, they're still taking non-perishable items. But ultimately, that is where we are with this story now. It is going to be interesting to see if anything else comes out. What else we might learn, but I guess my, my final thoughts just... My, my thoughts and well wishes to those affected by this. And that's where we're going to end today's show. And hey, if you like the video, be sure to hit us with a like. Also, if you're new here, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Definitely click that bell to turn on notifications. Also, if you're not 100% filled in, you can check out either of these two videos right here. You just got click or tap. But with that said, of course, as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.